Woke up this morning and the sun was gone. Turned on my podcast to start my day. And knocked myself in in the song episode. (laughs) I closed my eyes and it dripped away. More than a podcast. (laughs) Everyone's going to turn off the episode at this point. The worst one. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Jordan High 2004 podcast. And I'm sorry for that intro. <laughs> this is gone. It was by request. This is Steve. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Steve? I'm good. I'm good. How I, are you? I've got some news. Oh, that's for the listeners. Both Steve and I have uh, plastic teeth on right now. You know, back in the day, we talked about like, hey, we were going to do this implant for me, but we were like, oh, a few of my teeth had shifted. It's like, why don't you just do some Invisalign? Let's get those straight, and then we'll put the implant. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So now we're doing it. And then you're like, you know what? I want to do them too. Like, I was like, you're doing it. I got all jealous. I'm like, I've got to do it on myself. Maybe it was because we talked to Paul, and he was all yeah. like orthodontist, and he just rubbed he off He got us all us. excited about it. Yeah, so we got them. Actually, like, they are invisible. Like, they, you know... They're not noticeable. They, yeah. I think it's just a couple of days of getting used to it, so you don't have like a lisp. Uh, yeah. You have something on there, but no, that's been it's been good so far. That's pretty fun. I know you have some pictures, so maybe we should put them on the Instagram of like, hey, uh, maybe like a nasty picture of my teeth or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'll still see what I can find. <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Uh I don't know. I got nothing. I, I I hacked up to the Y yesterday, like in Provo. Like my kids always see it, and I've always wanted to do it. So I was like, I'm just gonna do it. And uh, I waited too long in the day. I think like the, the hike isn't hard, but it's not easy. And is it, it pretty was, steep? It's a lot of zigzags, so it's not. It's like one uh, one and a half miles though, right? Like one point one. Yeah. So like you would be able to do it fine. My kids, I mean, my kids made it. They just complained the whole time. But it's because we left at like two, mm. so it was like it was really, really hot. hot. Uh, had we gone earlier, it would have been fine. Or later on, it got windy and like cooled down a little cooled bit. Down. Yeah. So I just told them I'd take them to McDonald's, and so they stopped complaining. Nice, got some ice cream. Hey, but it was fun. Like it was a really cool view. I could see like over where we live in Saratoga. It was raining really hard. That you could see. Um, but it was fun. I've always wanted to do it, and I just never did. And so I just thought, you know, I don't have work. I'm just gonna take my kids. We're gonna go hike to the Y. That's so nice. That's it. <laughs> you got anything? Um, I mean, the kids are gearing up to get back to school, and we're like, we have all this stuff happening. We, you and I, you and I talked about like, hey, Ollie's starting like all these um, pretty intensive therapies, like lots of hours a week. And kids going back to school. So summer's winding down. We're trying to get the last squeeze in, the last little bits of summer this week um, before school start starts back up on Wednesday. Um, but, yeah, nothing much. Um, just happy to get to see you. We have, like, we had a great conversation with Brady. Um, so new, our guest today, Brady, uh, Brady Brown. It, it was really fun to see him. I really hadn't – we were really good pals in middle school. So I was, like – excited to for him to come over and for us to chit chat i know he was like one of the first people you wanted to talk to like yeah because the whole idea of this podcast was like reaching out to people and kind of like apologizing for stupid crap or whatever so i know that this is one that you've 
wanted and also been like, oh boy. Yeah, I was nervous. And honestly, so he came here, like, um, he came to, to my house. And when he, like, said hello, he was shaking a little bit. And maybe he, like, slipped on his motorcycle or something. <laughs> but, yeah, when he came in, he was shaking. So I think he was nervous, too. Well, I think it's I think it's going to be a great episode. So All right. let's hear how it goes. Brady Brown. Here we go. Brady, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, guys. Thank it's you good for coming. Yeah, it's awesome. In person. It's so good to see you. I know. It's been years. It's weird to see you guys. Steve, you look the same. Kind of you look more mature, which is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's code for thicker, right? No, 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 no. You like just look more like tired looking. You have like this baby face and like this, you know, you're always excited. You still are, but it's like you're a man now. And it's, you know. I keep good. telling my parents that. <laughs> they don't don't care I'm a man, mom. <laughs> I'm going to my room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you're looking good, though. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I mean, looking in shape. And- hey, you came in the motorcycle. Amelia, my oldest, was so impressed. You're like, Dad, there's like some cool guy in a cool motorcycle outside. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't get to ride much, and I felt like, you know, this is a good summer night. Yeah. Might as well. It's been so, raining a lot. I know. So, got to get out there and yeah. take advantage of no rain. Still ride while I can before okay, you know my back gives out or something. So. <laughs> no, well, it was awesome. Yeah. Very impressive. Then catch <laughs> us up. Tell us what you've been up to uh, since high school. Yeah, so after high school, I was working on going to my mission. So I started working. I actually worked at Altview Hospital for a while. I was an orderly there, so pretty much just like take patients to and from surgery, help turnover cases, things like that. I worked there for probably like two years. Um, and then I got a call to, uh, probably my favorite place. I was like wanting to go to Mexico. It was so weird during high school. I was like, any place I'd want to go, I was like Mexico. And everyone would just like, look at me like, really? Like Mexico? Why? I don't know. It was just really weird. I love tacos. (laughs) (laughs) So I was, I was super stoked. I got to go to mission in Mexico. It was the Mexico Tampico mission. It always reminded me of those Tampico juices. Yeah. I guess that's only here. I went there expecting to, like, that's all I drink, but they didn't even, <laughs> exactly. they didn't even know about it. And I'm like, wow. It's Mom, probably good. Mom, send so, me some Tampico. Yeah. You know these orange cartons <laughs> square? Yeah. And it's like, and it, you know, it's not the best, you know, juice drink to drink. So I was like, You're, you guys are missing out on much. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I did that, came back, um, started working for Altby Hospital again. And I worked as an anesthesi- anesthesia tech. Um, so I'd help like prep cases and help the anesthesiologist, things like that. Um, and so I was doing that and I was kind of deciding what I wanted to go to school for while I was going to Slick. I was deciding between the pharmacy, which I did the pharmacy tech program during high school. Uh, and I was deciding between anesthesiology. And it's kind of funny that I had like nine anesthesiologists that I worked with and like eight of them told me not to do anesthesiology. Cause they were like, Oh, you know, the field's changing. I can't do as much. There's so many regulations, things like that, but it was such a cush job. And they'd always say it's like 99% boredom, 1% sheer terror because if anything goes wrong, I mean, the patient's really going downhill. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, well, you know, pharmacy. And I had a couple of them say that pharmacy was what they would have gone into if they didn't do anesthesiology. So, so that's what I did. So I just started focusing on that. Um, yeah, I was just kind of, Hanging out. And funny story about the motorcycle, how I actually got it. 
as I was debating on getting a motorcycle. And I was in um, the singles ward. And there was, like, way too many of us, right? So no one's getting married. And the bishop stands up and he's like, you guys, this has got to stop. I don't care what you need to do. Travel. Go hiking. Go see whoever. Go to concerts. Get it done. And get married. Stop procrastinating. And I I was just, like, looking at motorcycles. I'm like, that's my sign. I got to get a motorcycle. Like, bishop told me. So I was like, you I guys go. aren't cool enough. Get some leather jackets. Yeah. <laughs> Comb your hair better. Yeah. Some buttless chaps. Yeah. <laughs> Do something. So it was it was kind of funny. I was like, that's a sign. I'm like, I got to get a motorcycle. It's like so. a sign from heaven. Yeah. Like God's telling you. Buy a motorcycle. Do it. <laughs> then you can get married. I was like, sweet. You can't deny it. <laughs> so, so I mean, that's what I did. It, I mean, I got the motorcycle. I've had it for, gosh, it was like 12, 12-ish years now, something like that. Been riding for a while. And so, during that time, I went back to Mexico to visit um, some of the, my, the people that I was, lived with and taught. Um, I was down there for like two weeks, and we drove through Mexico. It was fun with one of my old companions. Uh, but I got sick there because in Oaxaca, they eat crickets. Like, they fry them up. Mm-hmm. I mean, they tasted great then, but I flew home and I had parasites for, like, a week. Oh, no. <laughs> it was, it was no. great. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely worth it. So, it was interesting because I, I got home and it was my birthday and I'm laying sick, just puking my brains out on the couch. Um... And how I met my wife is she had lost her phone. So she got a new phone. Remember back in the day where if you didn't transfer your numbers, the numbers were like lost. They were, there was no backup. So she had all these random numbers and mine was one of them. And she sent out a mass text saying, Hey, this is my new phone. You know, this is who I am. Message me back. So I got it because I knew her back in high school. We worked at Fazoli's in Draper together. Yeah. I remember when you worked at Fazoli's. Like, oh, you you yeah. What? Oh, nice. I didn't think that anyone would remember. It was like Clear Mountain Draper. It was so far away. I think wow, I ate away. there at that location on my way to the MTC. Oh, you did? Yeah, that's a bad choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the breadsticks were the best. Mm-hmm. But So I knew her from there, and that's where I got her number. But she messaged me, and we just started talking. So that's kind of how we, we met up again. Um. And after that, you know, we just started hanging out. We got married and yeah, got married in 2010. I was going to school. She was working. We were both kind of working, just getting my generals done for uh, pharmacy school. So I was at Slick working, or I was working full time at Slick full time and just exhausted. Um, so finally, I got the time where I was able to interview for pharmacy school, and it was 2013. Uh, got interviews with like Roseman here in Utah, uh, Regis, Colorado, CU, so Colorado University, and Laramie, Wyoming, which is clear out in the middle of nowhere. Very cold. So I decided to go with uh, Regis in Colorado. Uh, my brother's out there. He lives in Colorado Springs, so it was kind of nice to have family around. But it's a Jesuit school, so it was super different. So it's Catholic. Right. So we didn't have any religion classes, but I mean, there was always like mass and everything going on and they still had these Catholic kind of principles in their T 
teaching and things like that. If you got an, an answer wrong, they hit you with a ruler. There was a nun. Yeah. There was a sister in the classroom just waiting. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But it was, it was, I mean, it was really cool. I mean, Denver, you know, it's Mile High City, similar to Utah, great atmosphere. It was fun to be there. It was very diverse. I mean, there were just like neighborhoods of like Russians and Germans and Vietnamese. So it was really cool to get outside of Utah again and see different cultures. Um, But it was, so I was there from 2014 to 2018 graduated with my doctorate of pharmacy which i don't think many people know as pharmacists have doctor doctorate's degrees now dr brown dr brown dr brown dr steve that's right yeah we'll just call you dr dr gonzo thank you but now you have like i was just like your kid you have three little kids right yeah so while i was out good looking group yeah cutest kids thanks um, yeah, so while during school, um, so my wife was pregnant as I started. So first semester, uh, we had my our first son, Leo, and then our daughter we had in 2017. So it was third year, third semester. Um, yeah, and it was crazy. I mean, my wife's amazing. I don't know how she did it. She's just like so self-sustainable and gets everything done. And I just went to school and just like disappeared and was always studying and doing things out. <laughs> Bless, you know, her for even doing that. And I mean, our kids have been pretty easygoing anyway. So, you know, that's that's good. So as, you know, as finishing pharmacy school, uh, you have the option to do a residency. It's not required. Um, So I applied for that because what I really wanted to go into, like throughout my whole pharmacy career is one, work in a hospital because I used to. Um, And two was chemotherapy. So I wanted to go into oncology. I don't know why the, the drugs are super cool. And when Hamza was on and he was talking about HIV and how cool it was, I was like totally nerding out with him. I'm like, yes, <laughs> it sucks, but it's so cool how it works and everything. And that's, I think what, you know, wanted me to get me going. Like I haven't had any real experience with relatives having chemotherapy or cancer or anything like that, but it was just the medications were so interesting and crazy how they work. And the therapy of getting chemotherapy was was super cool. Hmm. So I applied to, I think it was like 16 school or 16 like hospitals. I interviewed with 13 and I didn't get a residency, which is crazy. Dang. Yeah, it was, I mean, I interviewed, I think it was like two or three schools in Idaho, all the inner mountains out here. Um, and then like five or six in Denver. And I just, I don't know, I guess I just came off as, Really what it is, is they see you academically, you're good enough to get an interview. Then they just want to see how you are. And I guess I just came off as too weird or I don't know. <laughs> Did you show up on your motorcycle? <laughs> that was probably it. That was, that was probably why you didn't get it. I know, that actually probably is. <laughs> yeah. It would have been like, yeah. Motorcycle good. and your leather jacket. Yeah. Like, I don't even need to talk to this guy. He's it. <laughs> this guy doesn't care. Let's get him in here. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah. that's crazy. So you interviewed at 13. Yeah. 13 different residencies. So yeah, it's, and I mean, I had the, all, I think I had the most interviews out of my class and I didn't get it. And what it was just, it, it sucked. It like sucked real bad. Um, match days still gives me PTSD, mm-hmm. um, where I didn't get it. And like, I, you know, I'd 
go to class and I told people, I was like, I didn't get a residency. They're like, oh, you're joking, you know, whatever, which one? And I was like, no, I didn't. And is I don't know, it's just kind of how it was. And it's, it was super hard. It was hard for years after, because that's really what I wanted to go into. Not that I don't like retail pharmacy now, um, but that's just kind of what I wanted to do. But it's chemotherapy and is always changing the therapies, the the protocols, things like that. And I feel like I'd be too invested in that now to have any outside life. So I love school and I wish I could go back. But now that I'm out, I can learn whatever I want. So I feel like it's better if I was in oncology, I think I'd still be, you know, reading all these research papers and finding out what the best therapy is. So I feel like it gives me more free time. So, so I didn't match. And so we moved back here to Utah just to find work. So I work for CVS pharmacy. Um, it's in West Valley and it's the 24 hour pharmacy and I work the night shift. So I work 7 PM to 7 AM and I work seven days in, in a row and I have seven days off. Dang. So it's pretty nice. It's a pretty good gig. And that's how I listen to you guys. Oh, nice. Is I just like turn that on, you know, when no one's there at like three in the morning and I just listen <laughs> to the podcast and I'm like, oh, this is great. This is so cool. And so, and that's how you guys got me. No, I'm, we'll keep you company for, for years to come. Good. Good. <laughs> Man. So, and maybe we'll get into this in a little bit, mm-hmm. but uh, was your plan always to come back to Utah? Like, was that the plan? Like, once you're done, come be back in Utah? Yeah, I think for the most part, most of my family's here. I have a brother, uh, Sean, you guys may know. He's out in Texas, and I have my brother. He's still in Colorado. So, I mean, for the most part, yeah, they were all here. So, and same with my wife's family. They're here in Utah, so we were most likely going to move back here. Um, the Huntsman Institute has great chemotherapy or oncology departments. So, I'd most likely try and get in with them. But it's such a, a niche part of pharmacy where only certain pharmacists want to do it because it's hard and there's a lot of risks and liabilities and but it's just something that I always wanted to do and once an oncology pharmacist gets in they'll they're there for like 40 years so it's like not even you know a chance that I could get in then there's some so many limited spots mm-hmm. so if I were to go back I would have to start back over in the residency program so I mean I could go right now and reapply they probably wouldn't take me but but i have to go back down to be like being paid as a resident which is garbage yeah and they work you like 80 hours a week so i mean it's still a possibility but i don't think i'd even pursue it then so there you go yeah well i mean it's hard once you have like a family you have kids it's like you can't yeah when you have like a life you have a life comfort level. Yeah, it's exactly. Like to go from where you're at now to like cutting it. Being a student again, time. essentially. Yeah, it's it's not easy. So I decided it's just like, no, I think that's kind of, that was it. And I'm okay with it now. Oh, yeah. So, but since then we moved back. We had our other son. Uh, his name's Rasmus. Oh, my daughter's name is Winry. Can't forget that. So uh, we had Rasmus. He is two. He came a month early. So he was in the NICU for a couple of weeks, which is kind of scary, but. He's doing great. Um, and we just built a house out in Harriman. Um, we got in like almost pre COVID. So it was like, as COVID was kind of starting to go before all the houses skyrocketed and everything, it took us a year to build the house. It took forever, but, um, 
yeah, we've been there and spent a year and we're doing great. Cool. Love it. So, Brady, tell us about, like, young Brady Brown. Tell us about who you were back then. What were your interests and passions as a kid? I don't know. You guys tell me. What was I like? <laughs> you so, remember me. Yeah. I re- so, you and I were, like, really good middle school pals. Yes. Like, we were really good friends in middle school. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I remember you had, like, the long... Sean from Boy Meets World hair, like, parted right down the middle. <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. I did, right when we met, huh? Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. And I was like, that haircut's so cool, I gotta meet that kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw you, and you spoke Spanish, and we were in Mr. Hewlett's class. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta sit by this guy, he's gonna give me all the answers. And it was mainly just, like, cuss words Well, and I think also, <laughs> you and I got like we did this underground and then I'm getting into like yes. stories <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hewlett and I didn't get along no. so you and I like during during lunch stole like a giant water yes. pesos like yes. gigantic and I don't remember if we were like have like a an underground peso economy and we were giving it to other kids which we, we like, paid back and everything <laughs> is good yeah. no <laughs> Authorities don't need to know about this. <laughs> They're fake pesos, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we would like, we had a whole bunch of pesos and like, Mr. Hewlett, had, he knew. Because like, we would whip out like 10 pesos and he's like, he's just like, a question how do like you guys, month. yeah, yeah. It's like, I never pick on Gonzo. There's, yeah. He does not have a single peso. How's he oh turning in for candy or something? Yeah. Oh, that was so funny. Because I think, didn't you crawl under his desk and get into his drawer? Yes. Yes. And you... <laughs> And I think my my little hand bell, you know, like the courtesy bell was in there too, because I had you get that too. Yeah. Because I got that taken away because I answered a question. I dinged in. I was like, ding. But I, I have more stories. But besides okay, that, I, I mean, I remember you got, like, what I remember of you is like eighth grade, you got into working out quite a bit. Oh, yeah. You were like showing off your guns. <laughs> yeah. I remember this specifically. Yeah, the forearm muscle. Uh, so I was like, it's like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> Still got it, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Looks still there. Not as, no, not not as defined. It was looking real good. Yeah, it then. was probably better then. Um, I mean, yeah, lots of other stuff. But, yeah. You know, but, but, well, it doesn't, because obviously other people have perceptions of who we all were. But, right. But, and I think the interesting thing is, like, who we thought we were inside of our minds, because that is usually even way different than... Well, how we were perceived by yeah. other people. It's just like, how do you think other people saw you, but how did you see yourself back then? What do you think? Yeah, and it's, and I thought about it, and of course everyone struggles with the question, but I felt like I was, I was pretty chill. Like, I got along with pretty much everybody for the most part. Um, to give you a background, so like, my parents divorced when I was eight years old, and I have four brothers and two sisters, and I'm smacked up in the middle. So I'm like the middle child. I was like forgotten, not forgotten necessarily, but it was like, it was either like my older brother's getting into trouble or the little ones needed help or something. So I was always just kind of the quiet, I do my own thing and I take care of myself. So I felt like that helped define who I was throughout school. Cause I was always, you know, I did my homework. I never failed a class. I was just kind of like an average student, um, mainly because I just didn't try and I didn't have any motivation to try. My mom is a saint. I don't even know how she did it with four 
terrible boys. Well, five, including me. Oh my gosh. And two, and you know, and two girls. I don't even know how she did it just single handedly, but I just kind of, I did my own thing. I did my own homework and I didn't ask for help and I just was self-sufficient to the T. It was great. But I felt like I was a pretty nice guy. I feel like sometimes like I have these memories where I'm like, oh, I was probably really rude to them. And they probably took it, you know, they probably think about it every day. And, you know, it's been like 20 years and they're probably hating <laughs> me for it. But I feel like I, I was nice to everybody. I felt like I talked to everybody and I didn't like exclude anyone particularly. But I feel like that's kind of how I was through, through middle school, through high school. I felt like I just tried to get along with people. I was also kind of a troublemaker, which is... You know, going back to the story with me and Gonzo, it was, it was great. <laughs> I tried to do, so it was around like eighth grade, ninth grade. Um, we were, I was kind of like, yeah, I like working out. Uh, I don't even know how I got into football. I think it was because my older brothers did a little bit of football and I was like, sure, I'll, I'll do it. I mainly played football to just work out. Like it was great because you got out, you got to go work out in the gym and things like that. Coach Birch, I don't want to say anything bad about him, but he never played me. And it was so weird because I was like, I was a tight end. So I was on the lineman team, but I was still squatting like more than the lineman. And I was like running faster. I was running with like the receivers and things like that. But he would just like never play me. And I was kind of okay with it because like the middle child syndrome, right? Like I was just there and kind of ignored, I guess, and doing my own thing. And I get to go to all the games. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got guess. a sweet jersey. Front row seats. <laughs> <laughs> you miss all that school? Yeah. So, I mean, football was kind of a big thing and it was fun. I, you know, I got to know a lot of good people. Um, you know, like Dan Hansen. I was, it was good to hear from him. Um, and I know that he was on the football team. He was great. But it, I mean, it just kind of was in the background for the most of football. And then I think it was Coach Jacobson that came in after Coach Birch left. And I was just like lifting in the gym during one of the periods. And he was just like, he's like, hey, Brown, come on over here. So he pulls me into the office. He's like, why aren't you like starting? Or why aren't you like playing like actually like on a position? And I was like, I don't know. Coach Birch just never put me on there. And he's like, well, why? And I'm like, I don't know. He's just like, well, do you want to? Let's get you going. And I was like, no, I'm good. Because by then, <laughs> I was like phasing out of football and going into the pharmacy tech program, which was senior year. So I was kind of like, no, I'm I'm done. So appreciate it, but see you later. Um, but I think that's kind of who I was in high school. Like I wrote down some things, but I don't know if it's really true. <laughs> what um, some we're things? not going to fact check What are some of the things you wrote down? Good, good. And call your mom. Okay. Like, hey, yeah. Was, was, it, was it really cool? <laughs> False. Um, well, I mean, I worked a lot. So I worked at Fazoli's. Um, I actually found one of my pay stubs as I was going through some of my older stuff. I got paid $6.30. And during school, it was like September. I worked like 47 hours. Like during the week of like school. I was like, oh my gosh. I was, that was high school time. Yeah. How can you do that? I was like, oh. Uh, but so I worked at Fazoli's and, you know, I, I felt like it was really fun. I got to get out that way. I got to meet a lot of people from different schools cause it wasn't Draper. So I got to meet, like, I got to hang out with like people from Alta, Riverton, um, West Jordan. So I got to know a lot of people that way, which also means, you know, I got to go to a lot of 
dances at these other schools. And I, ever since, gosh, I don't know, you know, probably when I was younger, I always felt like I always had to live in the moment, which was, you know, good then to think that way. And it's still nice now. Um, but I was like, I, you know, we're only in high school once. I want to make the best out of it. Um, so I went to a ton of dances. I think I counted, there was like 12 or something that I went to. It was like all the homecomings and everything. Um, and then a bunch of like Alta and Hillcrest and Riverton that I went to and Taylorsville. So, I mean, I, th- I felt like I had a lot of friends. I know that sometimes like when I was giving my friends rides home, like John Wells, he was kind of a quieter kid. He would just be like, all right, I'm going to go sit in your car because I know you're going to take forever to get out of here. Cause I just like see people and talk to people. I was like pretty <laughs> social. And so I felt like I was pretty likable. I guess. I don't know. I didn't have any real beef with anybody. That is, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe wait till the end of the episode yeah. to find out. <laughs> well, then, how have you changed? Who are you today? So, I feel like maybe I'm less social, but I think that's just kind of as you get older. Maybe you got to prioritize. You're not around as many people. I still try to live in the moment, which is great. So, I'm with when I'm with my kids, I'm with my kids. I'm there. Which also is kind of bad because when I'm at work for those seven days on, that's like all I'm doing is just work. I'm just there. Things get put to the side, which is good because I'm productive at work, but it, you know, sometimes my family life, I think gets pushed back, gets on the back burner and friends and things like that. So I'm working, I'm on, I'm like working to get better to like texting people back during my work week, things like that. But I feel like I'm pretty much the same person, except I don't like, do as many bad things, I guess. Cause I mean, my, with me being, you know, many kids and my mom was either working late at night or whatever, I could pretty much just go do whatever I could go out at two in the morning on a school night, just run around and hang out. So I feel like I've definitely, I mean, I've matured, obviously. I was going to say that when you asked me, like, it's like you had a little bit of bad boy in you. Yeah. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. Cause I was reading some of the comments in the yearbook and pretty much it was like, I was called rebel and the devil jokingly, obviously, but, uh, was it like you had some devil? No, no. <laughs> it was literally like, Hey devil, don't toilet paper my house. And <laughs> so yeah, I definitely did. And it wasn't anything like, I guess it wasn't anything like personal. It wasn't like, Oh, I hate this person. I'm going to go toilet paper their house. It was more like, Hey, we know that person. Let's go toilet paper their house. That'd be fun. And I think, you know, like yeah. that's what we did to Bryson. <laughs> yeah. And Bryson. And yeah. I remember like Bryson, I'd hang out with Bryson sometimes and he would be like, Hey, you like to do that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, you're really good. Let's, let's go to this person's house. I'm like, okay, why? I don't know. That's, that'd be fun. And you know how to do it. And I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> I was just like, works every time. It's easy. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I've definitely, I mean, the things I did as a kid, I was like, my son or my kids in general will never do that. And my wife doesn't want me to tell them anything that I did when I was a kid. So that doesn't give me any bad ideas. But back then, I mean, you could get away with toilet papering. Now there's like security cameras and phones. Everyone's going to see from their ring doorbell. Like, yeah. 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 And then, you know, the fun out of everything. (laughs) I can't, you know, it's it. And I don't think I see as many toilet paper houses nowadays anyway. 
It's not cool anymore. It's not a thing. People get all like super pissed. Well, you know, after COVID, all yeah. the shortage of toilet paper. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like <laughs> gold, man. Yeah, they'd be like happy to get their house toilet papered. They roll all that back up. <laughs> right. Um, well, so maybe not so much how you've changed, but what are maybe what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Yeah. Twenty years later. Um. So, as I was thinking, how I used to be and how I still am, just a little bit. My wife's helped me with a ton of this is since, you know, I had a single parent, we didn't have money at all. A lot of the times I wouldn't get excited to do things. So I wouldn't be like, oh, that's awesome. Let's do this. Cause then I didn't want to get let down just in case anything happened. Cause I mean, that's life, right? Things happen. So I felt like I didn't ever get excited about things just to not get my hopes up that way. They wouldn't get down. So I think I've done a lot better with that. A lot of the times too, is if something did happen, I would just like, I was just like depressed in a sense where I was just like, Oh my gosh, this happened. This isn't going to work out. This isn't our plan. But you know, my wife, Macy, she's helped me a ton with saying, Hey, let's refocus. Let's redo a plan. You know, the world's not ending. Um, and we'll just, you know, we'll just adapt. And I think that's, helped me a ton and definitely I've learned that from you know from high school I was definitely told that's totally different and I feel like my attitude towards my attitude towards people hasn't changed I still love talking with people and learning about their stories their history um I just don't get that as much mainly because I'm either at home or at work or with people that I know um you get to see lots of patients yeah I've got people coming in like Tell me more about this. Right. right. <laughs> How did you get this rash? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write this down so I don't get that. <laughs> so I felt like, then I think my eyes have been opened more. I, th- I felt like I was pretty well known about what's going on in the world as a high school student. I mean, we had 9-11, which was crazy. Um, but I feel like now I'm more involved with I don't know if I want to say politics, I guess you could say. I don't like super follow anyone, but I'm more just aware of what each party's doing, I guess. Yeah, more informed generally. Yeah. Yeah. And things with the world and the, you know, the markets, where it's heading. Then I think that just helps me be more prepared. Um, And I felt like that's kind of the thing. Also being in Denver, where it's super liberal in Utah's, well, Salt Lake's different, but Utah's pretty, it's a pretty red state. Yeah. Going out to Denver and hearing some of their stories and their points of view, I felt like helped a ton. Um, a lot of the times, like, I got to meet with uh, someone that did a needle exchange for, like, drug users, um, which was, it sounded just, like, crazy. I was like, that's just encouraging them. But really, it's, you know, stopping the spread of diseases, things like that, and not encouraging them, but actually giving them a safe space. And... They also have like resources to help them get off this addiction. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that was really huge there. Not so much here. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Um, it's, they have a needle exchange here too. Um, but I felt like I've, I guess, been more liberalized, I guess, to, but maybe just more open to other people's points of view and caring more about people. But that's healthcare in general too. Yeah, you know, they beat that into you pretty good yeah. for some reason. <laughs> did you, um, 
So you did like the pharmacy tech program in high school. Like, why did you do that? No. Yeah. What, what, what made you have that interest or want to go do that? Cause it sounds like you, you didn't, you didn't say that you were a pharmacy tech. So oh. were you, you didn't mention it. Yeah. You so you were an orderly, you did things in hospitals. Did you ever become a pharmacy? Yeah. Tech? So it was cool because we were able to take our pharmacy tech license and it was like the last semester of our senior year. Went up to the U and took the pharmacy test and we were licensed techs. It was pretty fun. Um, but why? But why? Yeah. <laughs> so I remember when we were able to like choose classes to say you wanted to go to the tech center, right? Like they give you a list and like, oh yeah, I can do this. So I saw electrician and I'm, I'm a huge techie. I love everything from like, you know, devices to networking, computers, everything. And so I was like, oh, that sounds really cool. So I signed up for electrician. And then they called me into the office like a couple weeks later and they're like, and it was, I just remember this nice, you know, older lady in the office. She's like, sits me down. And I'm like, oh my gosh, am I in trouble? <laughs> she's just, so I know you signed up for the electrician class. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you were the only one out of the entire district who signed up for the class. <laughs> so we have to cancel it. <laughs> Hence why it's like impossible to find an electrician now. (laughs) But I thought she, I mean, I swear she had like tissues ready for me to just start crying. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, well, you have a couple of days to pick (laughs) another thing. I was like, like, that's embarrassing. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) But I think. Did you remember that moment after your 13 interviews? Yeah. happened again shoot I should have done better <laughs> that was just luck I don't know nobody wanted to be an electrician but I think um, I think Mark Barr in our class I think he's an electrician and I was going to reach out to him and be like you have my you have my backup well my first job but so yeah so I I didn't have that so I started looking over the list again and I think I remember talking to Tyler Colton because he did pharmacy with us and he was like yeah it's so cool you gotta work with pills and stuff and and I was like, okay, sure. sounds good. I had like no idea what it was, <laughs> but I, I went there and I turned out it was like, awesome. It was really cool. The, I love the medications and what they do to the body and treating patients, things like that. Um, I've always had kind of had that knack for remembering specific details of certain drugs and why, or why not to use it. Um, and that's just carried throughout like my entire pharmacy school. So and I know that probably a lot of people in high school thought I was going to end up in drugs. So I did. <laughs> them, right? Just the like legal drug, yeah. legal drug dealer. <laughs> um, have you found like new passions in the last twenty years? Like some that you found yourself passionate about? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like nonstop looking for things to do and new things to learn. I was on like a kind of like a sous vide binge. Do you guys know what sous vide is? I'll explain. Never. Oh. It's French cooking. It's under, I guess what it translates to, it's like um, cooking under like vacuum or something like that. I don't know. So it's, you get an immersion cooker, you put this thing in the water, it heats the water, but you put whatever you're cooking in a bag. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's not cooking like, you know, it's not sitting in water. It's just having it. So what it is, is it's just a consistent temperature and you cook it. It's not anything fast. I mean, you can cook... Like the best thing to do is a steak, but it takes like three hours. So you set it and you just like leave it in there. Do you put a sear on the steak first and then like put it in a bag? Or? Yeah, you can do that, but it, I've always done it. You just put it in and then you take it you out and then you sear. Yeah. Mm. 
And that's ruined like steak houses for me. Like some of the best steaks I've had are the ones that I've made and it's amazing. You guys got to do it. Well, that's how it goes. Like when you start cooking stuff at your house, like you get a smoker you're like, man, it's, this pork that I just made is way better than anything you get at like R&R barbecue. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that was my next thing. So I've done sous vide and then I started smoking. I have a pellet grill. I just got a propane grill, which uses like different wood chips. I know that you're always talking about your smoking. You have a Traeger, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I got a pit boss and then I got a camp chef, which is also something. So for all the listeners, camp chef does a family and friends in May where like all their stuff is like 80 to 90% off. Wow. So you get a, like a $1,200 smoker for like 300 bucks. So next May, maybe you'll get a smoker. Yeah. yeah. I went there and I got like a smoker <laughs> for my brother. Then I got a new smoker and a bunch of things like my brother got a, like a flat top grill. That's normally 500 bucks. It was a hundred bucks. That's crazy. Did so. you see that thing that said, when you turn 35, you either start to become a world war two buff or you buy a smoker. <laughs> I guess that's my next thing is world war two. All right. That's so funny. Um, I mean, yeah, cooking. car, like cars. I've always worked on cars mainly because I mean, we didn't have money to go take our car to the shop. So I just had to learn how to fix cars. Um, motorcycles i've always liked motorcycles i'm still doing that um i don't know i think that's pretty much it smoking doing that i'm always into tech looking at new stuff i have a whole like a home network that's way probably too overpowered for any use it's for anyone that knows it's the ubiquity brand they use it for like businesses things like that yeah i have that in my house (laughs) it's so cool i love it but it's like way overpowered <laughs> your wi-fi is like, like yeah. super strong yeah and I'm like threat protection and all this stuff and it's like nobody's gonna attack me Why doing this? but it's fun that's you know kind of what i do and i have a network box in my house it's so dumb nice <laughs> well brady uh do we have any beef oh yeah oh yeah i got beef and i've got reverse beef too so which ones do you want Let all of it yeah, let's Maybe, start. Why don't you start, start with, with, with the beef? Yeah, start with beef. All right, all right. So Gonzo in Spanish class, I well, that's kind of what it was. It's not so much beef, but it was more just like a memory. I remember you were like answering a question to Mister Hewlett, and you, I guess, had it right, not grammatically, but that's like how people use it on like the street or whatever. Yeah, and he was just like, no, and I just remember you were so mad. You were like, no. And you like whispered to me, he's like, he's so dumb. That's not how it works. <laughs> and I was like, okay. He'd always like have his book open up there and just like place his hand, oh like palm gosh. on the book. And be like, yes. That's not what the book says. That was the Bible. Oh my gosh. But he, you're related to him, right? No. No, no. Zach Hewlett. Oh, Zach, Zach Hewlett. Is Zach yes. Hewlett. yes. That's right. Okay, yeah. Dogs that bullet. <laughs> <laughs> but the I, funny thing is, like, I bet he's like, super fun outside of school like you know so he really is so after i got off my mission i was like i speak spanish now i gotta go back and prove it that i can speak spanish and so like, i don't think steve right. <laughs> so i went back and this is like the weirdest thing i don't think we went to the middle like the office in eastmont i think we just like walked in it was like me and i can't remember who i no went security with. there yeah. just some 20 year old dude can walk in. <laughs> and so class gets out and mr hewlett's there and i was just like oh my gosh and he remembered me which was cool, but he was, it was so different, you know, he was happy and we were talking in Spanish and I was like, oh, and he was talking to me about what his life is and how I learned Spanish. And it was so cool to come back and just talk to him and be like, yeah, he was just like such a great guy. 
I was like, man, we were the worst. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he was like, no, you're fine. You, you can tell him, like, hey, we, we stole that water. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was yeah, no confession. <laughs> yeah. What was your Spanish name in his class? Briano. Briano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> Briano. <laughs> but it's better because most people, they can't say my first name, Brady. They always either say Brandy, and then I have to, like, specifically say, no. Brady, and they're like, Brady. And I'm like, sure, just whatever. Just Brady. Don't call me Brady. <laughs> like, if I order anything from, like, you know, Beto's or something like that, they just put an N in there, and I'm like, ah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, so that was that one. Bryson, I have the ugliest Hawaiian shirt that you gave me that I blame on, like, all my bad luck on. <laughs> it's like this yellow Hawaiian shirt, and he knows what I'm talking about. And it just passed around from me to him for years. And then he gave it to me and I found it yesterday. And I was like, this is it. This has been the source of all my bad luck in my life. This stupid shirt. Ship it to Florida. Yep. And I'm, I'm getting his address. It's going back to him. You better take That's a picture. So and post it. Yeah, that love for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, some of the beef, there was that. And something that happened that kind of changed how my high school life went which I don't know if I should have brought up then, but it was like middle school. Um, and I was going toilet papering people's houses, right? And it was summer. I think we were going into ninth grade and me and this other person, I don't really say who, cause I don't know. I don't know where they're at. I don't want to like get them in trouble. Who right was there. it? We'll edit it out. <laughs> no, that's just fine. <laughs> uh, you guys won't. <laughs> You're just like straight. <laughs> so oh, sorry. We don't know what happened. We forgot. Uh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was me and him and we were riding around and i was friends with josh blodgett right and so we were riding around and he's like hey let's go toilet paper josh blodgett's house and i'm like well why we're friends with him he's like no it'll be funny we'll tell him it's a joke and stuff and i'm like okay yeah that's kind of funny you know kind of like what you did with like bryson it wasn't anything like malicious yeah so we go and do it and then it was like all right man okay see you later so we leave um and then it was like the next day Josh like calls me and he's like, dude, what'd you do? Why'd you do that? And I was like, well, yeah, it's kind of funny. He's like, no, no, you're mad at me. And this person told me that, you know, like you're mad at me and you don't want to be friends with me anymore and all this stuff. So he like, he totally threw it against me. And I don't know why. I mean, it was like, we were all friends. And so going in from like ninth grade and all the way into high school, it definitely changed like who I hung out with. Cause I would have been with like Josh Blodge and all those cool kids. And it kind of took me down because, like, Josh thought I hated him. But I really didn't. And, you know, I kind of feel bad. So it's more like reverse beast. Like, I don't have anything against him. And I haven't talked to him in years. I think we're friends on Facebook. And if he's listening, I mean, hit me up. We can talk. I felt like we missed out on, like, t- like years of friendship, which kind of sucked. Um, so, I mean, that kind of bounced, you know, I bounced back between, like, different friends like Scott Embley, Paul Curtis, Bryce and Shreve. And then I'd hang out with Ryan Graham, um, John Wells, uh, Robbie Tischler. So I kind of bounce back between these different friends. And um, so, I mean, I don't know if that's reverse beef. What do you guys think? Beef? Yeah. Something that's got to yeah. be cleared. If you want to clear the air, it sounds like you're, yeah. it sounds like the air has been cleared. cleared. Josh, Josh sorry about toilet paper and you that one time. It wasn't yeah. personal. It was that other person. It was, shall uh, not be named. Shall not be named. <laughs> it was Voldemort. 
you know who you are. <laughs> Dark Mark. <laughs> Steve, you got some beef? I, you know, I really, I really don't. Um, I was, I was just happy that yeah. you wanted to be on and happy you were here. I didn't, for some reason, I didn't know you were back in Utah. I thought you were still in Colorado. So like, oh, yeah. I don't know why. I just, I pulled up. Oh my gosh, his motorcycle's here. That's so great. He rode here from Denver. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a long ride. That's nine hours. That's the dedication. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm no beef. Just happy yeah. to see you. Happy that you're here. Yeah. I've got some beef. All right. Oh, here we go. But first, I want to like, I want to preamble the beef with like a fun story, and then go into the beef. Shoot. Okay. All right. So, eighth grade. I think you and I must have been walking to seminary on like a snowy day and we're like looking at the hill on Eastmont and we're like this is like such a good sledding hill this isn't no Gosh. this is an 8th grade I don't know why we're so th- in 8th grade we're looking down the hill and we're like this hill would be perfect for sledding <laughs> so we're like talking about it we're, we make this plan we're like okay next year the first day of school we're gonna steal the trays oh, from, yeah, the lunch trays. from the lunch room um, and then the first snow of the year, the first heavy snow, we're going to cut class and, uh, and sled down the hill. So you and oh I then now, now cut to ninth grade, first day of school, we both like, instead of returning the tray, we like hide it behind our backpacks <laughs> oh or in our backpacks. And then we put them in either your locker or my locker. Uh-huh. And both of us were like, yeah, we got, and then first snow of the year. We're like, okay, this is it. This is the day. We cut class and we're sledding. We're there for like hours, like a couple hours. I think oh my gosh. one of the teachers, maybe the geography teacher. That was Mr. Coming, Graham. Mr. Graham was like, hey, you kids. You can get out class. We're just like sledding. But the thing is like, so that day, it was just you and me like oh out in the gosh. snow, like sledding. The next day... Tons of kids. Everybody oh, else yeah. is just like everybody yep. sledding down the hill. Like Steve brought like a garbage bag and he <laughs> yeah. just cut a head. He just cut a hole in the head and he's like going down the hill. On the- everybody was like, oh, it was anarchy. Gosh. But you and me started it. We started the sledding down the hill. And but oh my not even like idea. We had the idea a year before and we were just Tell plotting me. to do it. That's how I do it. I, pre- I prepare. I get it ready. That's... <laughs> We like work, we have build off each other. We're like oh we're always gosh. scheming or something. Or coming up with like <laughs> that is that reminds me of a story. We were at the tech center and we stole lunch trays from Jordan High School, and it was the West Jordan campus. So me and Tyler Colton hooked up a water skiing rope to the back of Alex Evans Xterra, and we sat there and like in the middle of summer, it was like. There was no snow. We were on these trays circling around the parking lot. It's like, oh my gosh, the principal <laughs> called us in and he shows us the video. He's like, what were you guys thinking? Or we're like, oh. We uh, this looks super fun. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever done it? Yeah. And his name was Mr. Kornberg and he was the coolest guy. And he kind of laughs. He's like, you guys can't do that. Okay. I know it was fun. You can't do that. He's like, so can't get run over. Oh my gosh. So that's good. So, yeah, that was awesome. And, like, we were, you were probably, like, one of my best school friends, like, in middle school. Yeah. We were, like, really close. And um, I think, like, towards, maybe in the middle or towards the end of ninth grade, like. Like, I what think, happened? I, I'm, okay, this oh, is okay. my, this is my oh, beat. Yeah. Oh, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think, 
Um, I actually, so I don't know if this is it, but I, this is my memory of it. So, um, Bobby hits, like, starts the cake. Like, we would always, you and I and Graham would always sit together at lunch. And then, um, I started hanging out for, with Bobby hits. Maybe it was like, for two weeks, I barely, yeah. like, I barely even hung out with them, like, not very long. Um, but I remember that first day that I, we got lunch and I was walking with, with Bobby to sit at his table. And then you give me this look like, <laughs> like, with the F. Hands you're up. Not, like, yeah. You're like, oh my gosh. And, uh, and it was like, and I, and I maybe give you like, mm, I don't know, I'm going <laughs> to sit with this guy. <laughs> and... Honestly, like your look is like seared in my memory. Oh of, my like, gosh! What the f, dude? You know, and um, I'm, like, and that was it. Right? And I think I'm really, and I, I want to say I'm really sorry because I was like, we were pretty good friends, yeah. and then I feel like after that, all through high school, yeah. we were not friends. We didn't like we maybe said hi to each other, yeah, like, yeah. cordial, but like nothing. I think just like you're saying with Josh, I think I I missed out of. Like my friendship with you yeah. throughout high school and maybe after because of like a douche move that I did. <laughs> well, and it's you know of course thinking back to it, it's like yeah who cares right you right. know you can go eat with lunch with whoever but, that's but I think about okay. it like once every every couple of years or really so. yeah I like think about it I'm like oh that's like because if I was in your position I would have done the same thing right and I was thinking about that because I mean it must not have been a big that big of a deal because I don't even remember it. Right. Like, of course, yeah, me having my hands up, like, being like, what the heck? That sounds like me, but I'm like, <laughs> it must have just kind of been like, I've always, you know, got other friends, and that's crazy. But uh, that's, sorry. No. That's no, no, man, it's all good. It's all good. Beef hashed. Beef hashed. We're done. Perfect. <laughs> These guys are hugging now. Yeah, that's weird. Because I mean, in high school, yeah, I was I was never like, oh, there's Gonzo, uh, but I was just kind of like, oh, there he is, and he's doing great, and he's cool, he's funny. Never anything like I didn't toilet paper your house. No, because we had that dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys were you guys were both in White City, right? Yeah. Ah, so the, the funny story, like when I started dating Rachel Horton, well, now Rasmus. Well, right? honestly. That might have been part of it too, because I had a big r- crush on Rachel. Oh, you did, and then like, and we were like a trio, oh, like a friendly trio. Oh, and then like these, these Maybe like that was you it. started dating, and I was like, man, I hate this guy. <laughs> now it was, it was the so, truth comes out. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I think it was mostly the lunch thing, but that was like yeah, that was some kind of the... some underneath. But I wasn't doing anything about my crush with Rachel. It just let it happen. I felt like everyone had a crush on Rachel. I think. <laughs> But it was funny because, like, you know, I lived, like, on the east side, like, Upper Sandy, right? And you guys were in White City. I felt you guys had, like, this gang or, like, this group that you guys were, like, So why did you use the word gang? (laughs) White City crew? (laughs) Well, no, it wasn't. Well, that's the stigma, right? You guys were, like, like, all you guys were, like, super close friends. You'd look out for each other. And there was always, like, this, oh, my gosh, it was gangs. When I started dating Rachel and I'd, like, ride my bike down there, um, I felt the safest in White City. It was, like... When I was riding up around my neighborhoods in Sandy, I'd get, like, beer bottles thrown at me. And people, like, try to run me over. And, like, you know, just, I don't know, east side bored kids and what had nothing to do. But I felt like I could sleep on the streets of White City. It was so mm. cool. And I was always, like, felt like Depends I was encroaching. Street. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not your guys' street. <laughs> you guys slept on our street. <laughs> That's too funny. 
But yeah, I felt like that was that was funny because I was like, oh, I don't want to like, you know, part of this gang. I don't want to go in there. But you guys were like, you know, I don't think you really cared. That's funny. No. But I think we were pretty tight. But I think it's just like, you go from middle school to high school and that group just grows. Yeah. And just, things change and you all of a sudden don't have the same friends you had in middle school and you make yeah. new friends and talk about it 20 years later. <laughs> yeah, Gosh. Do you have anything else you want to talk about or anything you want to promote or share? Yeah. Or any but, people you want to call out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I still have some. Let's see. <laughs> but no, I mean, so... Yeah, there's a story, and I've, I've debated on saying it, and it's not like beef or anything. It's more kind of like a, it's like a super serious story, and I didn't tell, like, very many people. So it's about Aaron Perry, right? We were in seminary together. I think I said hi to him, like, maybe once. He was, I mean, he was super cool. I was always like, oh, he's cool. He plays football. He does all this stuff. So I think it was ninth grade. Did he pass away in ninth grade? Yes. Yeah. So, um, it was crazy cause you know, I didn't really talk to him or anything, but I knew of him. So we'd go deer hunting all the time. And so we're up deer hunting in the Mantilla Sound mountains. And it was the same time that Aaron Perry was up there with his dad. And I remember it was Saturday night going into Sunday. I think it was. And had this dream and of course when you're deer hunting all you have is deer hunting dreams so i'm walking through the forest and i'm trying to find this deer and in this dream it like just becomes like all suddenly like super surreal almost kind of like it stops and slows down and it was really like it was just strange that like i see aaron perry walking through the woods and he walks like up to me and i'm just like stopped and i'm like what are you doing here? And he was like, and he, and he said, he was, like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. I'm like, what are you lost? And he's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, okay. All right. And it was just, it was like a conversation that we're having like right now. And so he's standing there and then he just starts walking away. And I was like, well, where are you going? And he said, you know, I don't know. I just, I have to go, but I don't know where I'm going. And I remember just like screaming like, Hey, where are you going? Like, what's going on? And so I woke up and I was just like, that was the strangest dream. One, it was something that I barely know. I see, you know, every day in seminary, but I don't talk to them, nothing. And it was so like real. And I was like, this is crazy. So I told my brother, Sean, cause he was in Eastmont with us. And I was like, do you know this kid? He's like, oh yeah, kind of. And I was like, I had a really weird dream that he was there and he was walking away, but I'm like, but it felt so real. Like he was right there and I was talking to him and he was like, oh, that's weird. So we're driving around Sunday deer hunting and, you know, and I think we, we drove past this truck and I specifically remember, and I think it was a truck that they were in. I remember driving past this truck and I remember my dad's comment, like we were going early and he was like, oh, they're not going to get anything. They're not even up. And so we're driving by and I was just like, I had this like really kind of feeling in my chest. I was like, that's super weird. So we're going, we don't get anything. We come back. And I think we stayed up there Monday, maybe came back Tuesday or something. And I just remember coming back really late at night and then just going straight to school the next morning. I remember walking through Eastmont and just like seeing people crying and hugging and they're like all by their lockers and talking. And I'm like, what is going on? Like what happened? Where have I been? And so, and I think it was Rachel Horton. She came up and told me, she was just like, 
Aaron Perry died. And I was like, what? I'm like, that's so crazy. And they're like, yeah, he was can't, he was up hunting and everything. And I'm like, that is unreal. And so I didn't find out till later that we were literally in the same Canyon and you know, I can't, I can't explain it. I've never had a dream like that before ever since, or even before. And it's always stuck with me. And I think about it probably like maybe twice a year or something. And I feel terrible that I didn't like maybe go and tell his family whether they would have, you know, accepted it or not, but maybe gotten some peace from it. But I still think about that and I can still see it just clearly in my mind that that happened. And I remember Sean, my brother coming up to me in school and he was just like, did you hear? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, that is so crazy that that happened and that you saw that and you know, all this stuff that, you know, it's, this is a big coincidences. And I debated on sharing it. I think I might've told, I mean, I've told my brother, I might've told Rachel Horton, but it was like, that was it. And I feel, you know, maybe terrible that I didn't tell his family. And I felt like reaching out and just letting him know, but it was, it was one thing that really stuck out to me in middle school and all the way throughout high school that every time I heard his name, I was just always like, you know, maybe, maybe I was the last person that he ever talked to who knows, but it was just something that really kind of affected me in a way that I was just, you know, whether you believe in God or not, you know, that's, that's just an experience that I had that really, really kind of woke me up and hit me really deep. Thanks for sharing that. That's, I can't even imagine what that would be like to have that kind of a dream or something like where it's just like, that was weird. And then the next couple of days, like you right. get back to school and just having that happen. Yeah. And I mean, I went to the funeral and I mean, yeah, it was really sad. I mean, but I felt more at peace, if anything, with how that ended. I was just kind of like, well, he was going, he didn't know where he was going, but he didn't seem scared. He just kind of seemed like, Hey, he was like at peace. He was just walking through the woods. And I was like, I mean, I know that he's come up quite a few times on the podcast and I just felt like, you know, that's something to add to the story, whether it's, you know, believable or not. Well, yeah, thank you for sharing. Yeah. And it was kind of, you know, didn't want to bring it down on the low. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. But it was, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I never really knew him, but it was just such a crazy thing that happened. And, I don't know. But my, I feel like my high school life was... I feel like I had a lot of fun. Um, I feel like I really didn't start stu- like focusing on school until I got into pharmacy school where it was super hard. You had to perform. And when I started doing that, I did really well. Um, like you can't just coast. Yeah. You have to memorize the mechanism of action. Well, seasons get degrees, right? But, you know, yeah, it was, and it was just, I feel like my high school life was, it was great. I had struggles at home, things like that, but I always remember just having good times, you know, going over to people's houses, hanging out, going to dances, just being involved with other people and getting to know people. Yeah. Well, that's great. And what did you say you had something you wanted to promote apart from that? Um, I mean, I talked about the camp chef thing. That was kind of cool. Not very many people know that. And they don't, they don't like broadcast it. So if you do want to go, like message me and I'll send you what day it is. Cause 
I have some family member that works there or something. Um, no, other than that, I think... Who are some people you want to hear from that you want oh, to call yeah. out and publicly... I got a list. Yeah, get some peer yeah. pressure out. Yeah. Number one, listen up. Ryan Graham. I know you listen. Well, I don't know if you listen. <laughs> <laughs> I assume you listen. Where are you, man? I was going to stop by your mom's house because I know she still lives there, but she hates me. <laughs> Because she thinks that I was like your the person who corrupted you, but really we were corrupting each other, <laughs> so we were equally guilty. But yeah, reach out, Josh Blodgett. Of course, that'd be great to hear from him. I know it'd be uh, fun to hear you know what he's been going through. Uh, Scott Embley, um, he's been kind of going back and forth with like social media and stuff, but he's, gosh, I swear he lives. He I think he lives in Moab, and he's always doing climbing. Like everywhere, it's it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, we were pretty close with Scott. I think he's a guy. He's guy a guy. Yeah, he takes people, takes people on tours and stuff. Oh, that makes Which sense. Just makes for awesome videos. Yeah, pictures. Yeah, so Scott Embley, that'd be cool to hear from him. Um, you know, because we lost touch, but I mean, we were kitty corner neighbors, so we were friends oh, forever. Wow. Emily Childress, and I know she's married. I don't know her last name now. She was like in my ward, so she was. I'd like to hear from her. Same with Mary Jane Castleton, Taylor Malmrose. He was such yeah. a cool, chill guy. And I remember being in the totalitarian class with him. Oh, well, yeah, we were in the same class for that one, but we had to be lawyers. I think I represented the Nazis, I think it was. Wait, can I say Nazis? Yeah, you okay. just did. Too late. It's yeah. not a swear word. No, I don't know. <laughs> I remember. I'll beep it. <laughs> you represented me. <laughs> I remember we had to like represent like I don't know I, I, and I oh it was like the white supremacists or Nazis or something like that and we planned it where we would both show up in suits with briefcases to the class and I actually won the Nazis got off it was nice. great yeah should have been a lawyer but Taylor Mamre it's all about the dress <laughs> yeah how you present yourself yeah. <laughs> the multiverse <laughs> so Taylor Malmrose Bart Baxter we need to hear from him that'd be a good one yeah. yeah. Tyler Colton, and I, from what I understand, they're still here in Utah. Tyler, I think, lives in Traverse Mountain or something. I posted a picture of like our football team in seventh grade, and Tyler Colton is in yeah, it. Yeah, he's in it. I'd like to hear from him. Erin <laughs> um, Jensen, I don't know what she's up to. Chris Lesh, I kind of go in and out of contact with him, but I haven't heard from him in a long time, so it'd be kind of cool to hear this from him. Send him a link of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. You heard about this thing? Yeah. Yeah, we talk about you in this Call episode. <laughs> At the very end. Um, Davis Timpson. Have yeah. you heard from him? Uh, We'd okay. love to have him on. Last I saw, he was in... I saw him at Altview Hospital. He worked there because I think he wanted to be a PA or physical therapist, I think. That's what he wanted to do. Um, Stephanie Watkins. Surprised she hasn't been on. She's like... She's my sister. Not literally, but... She's... She would be fun to have on. A few people that will probably hate me for calling him out. Um, John Wells. That's right, man. You gotta get on. <laughs> and I know you won't do it, but I know you want to, you gotta come on. Cause he went, to, he was a Marine and he went to school and did all this cool stuff. It's, it's, I don't know. He's got an interesting story. So I think it'd be cool to hear. Um, and then Robbie Tischler I hung out with him and yeah, I think that's it. I got, got a pretty good list. That's a good list. Yeah. I, I'm ex- but I'm expecting you to be like sending them the podcast to be like, Ugh. hey, here you go. I was on this thing. You're next. I'm going to have to. And I told Robbie Tischler, I was like, you got to get on. You got to listen to him. They're pretty cool. And he was like, oh, okay. So. 
I think maybe we're like an acquired taste, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I was pals with Robbie. We got along. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did a bunch of crazy stuff. So. <laughs> well, Brady, thank you so much for coming over. Thanks thanks so much for doing it. It was yeah. really good to talk to you. Yeah, you wrote me into it. You messaged me on Facebook and you're like, why haven't you come on? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, it wasn't the, I didn't even ask you, like, hey, yeah. would you want to come on? It's like, how come you haven't, yeah. how, how come you haven't emailed me? <laughs> and it's... It's funny because I'll listen to him at work, but you guys drop the episode as I'm getting off of my last seventh day, like right at seven in the morning or something. Yeah. So I'm like getting off at work. So I'm on like, oh, I'll check Facebook, see what's going on. And it's posts. So I'm like, well, I'll like it. And I was just new. I just knew one day I'm like, they're going to get me. I shouldn't. I'm <laughs> I shouldn't be liking it. all these things. <laughs> I like it. I want to support it, but I don't want them calling wow, me out. He sure yeah. likes a lot of our stuff. <laughs> yeah. He should be on. Yeah. So. Got him. It's great. If you can come out here, do it. If not, do the video conference. It's fun. Yeah, that's it's good fun. to catch up with these guys. Yeah, it's great to see you. Thank you for sharing with us. I think it's just awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. Okay, bye. All right, see ya. Bye. <laughs> hey Steve, we just got done talking to Brady. What are your thoughts? I, you know, I got thoughts. I, I loved it. I, it was good to see him. It was great to like pull up to your house and see his motorcycle because I was running a few minutes late. My God, like, I thought for sure like because he's talking about maturing. It's like I thought for sure he wasn't going to be riding a motorcycle, but no, he's still, in, like a really safe yeah, minivan. Still cool. <laughs> yeah, no, like, where's the minivan? <laughs> no, he is cool, and like it was, it was good to see him because I knew he was going into pharmacy, and like we worked together at Best Buy for a little bit, and like that was the last time I saw him. But we see some stuff on on Facebook, like I or on Instagram. I don't know. I'm not good at Instagram. Like you are, you've gotten really good at it. And uh, <laughs> I got to chat. I got to chat a girly audience. Yeah. I, he, he talked about a lot of different stuff, but I thought it was just crazy. Like that story about Aaron, like just having that dream. And I think it's cool. Cause his brother can vouch for him. So he's not just like saying stuff to sound cool. Like, yeah, I had this really cool experience. But, like, his brother could be like, man, you had that dream, and now this just happened. It's crazy. And I just think, like, I mean, what are the odds that that happened? And probably, it sounds like he hasn't really shared that with anybody. So, just a really cool, unique experience. So, I I thought that was really cool that he shared that. Um, It reminded me, I think I talked about this when Dustin Copeland was on. But, like, one time, Dustin was gone on his mission, and Gus was like, I had a dream with Dustin in it last night. And I was like, Dustin, what are you, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be on your mission. And Dustin was like, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Next day, Dustin came home from his mission and I was like, Gus, what other visions have you had? I don't think he's had any sense, but now that he's told you, no, <laughs> that's true. So I, I don't know. I, I love that kind of stuff. Cause I just feel like, was that a coincidence? Was that just in his mind that he made, like just was thinking about him and had a dream or was there like something greater than us? That was just kind of a moment that he shared, you know, like what was it a spiritual type experience? What was it? Um, I like hearing those types of experiences because is it proof of the afterlife. And is there a plane of consciousness that's afterlife that also like matches with like a dream consciousness state? Yeah. I don't know. You know, but that, it is like, it's yeah. a crazy experience. Yeah, it was. Like, I wasn't expecting that because we were all just kind of joking around about a bunch of stupid stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like, I have this serious story I need to tell. I'm like, oh, I know. So I wasn't expecting that, but I'm glad he shared. And it was fun. It was fun to hear his, like, his journey of getting to 
go to Mexico on his mission. Where that's where he, I, I was jealous because I tell everyone how I was like, I just want to learn Spanish so bad for my mission so I can talk to Gonzo's parents. <laughs> and uh, I went to Illinois. Speaking. You're not missing out on much. <laughs> <laughs> you get the gist. <laughs> it's like just a big hug and a kiss on the cheek every time yeah, I see him. That's it. It's better. The, the conversations are always positive. That's <laughs> <laughs> a blessing in disguise, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I loved it. What about you? Oh, it was great. And it, just like I said, I was like, I, Brady was one of the first people I wanted to reach out because it's like I have this personal list of like, my like a personal apology list like missy was up there on like my apology tour and brady was up there too but it was like i was scared more scared to do brady's apology than missy's apology so it's like i I feel really good right now after like that uh i got her off my chest i'm glad he didn't get mad at you I know. He's like, it, it's right. You, <laughs> you were such a d-bag. He's <laughs> like, but I got to I breathe you. <laughs> That's not what his voice sounds like. <laughs> then I go back to his wife and be like, finally got him to confess. <laughs> All these years later. <laughs> uh, no, it was it's so good to see him. Um, yeah, it's like, and. I did. I, I regretted that we didn't keep our friendship going. We're still young. There's still life ahead. We can bring, he can come to the next cookout. Yeah. I love your story, by the way, of the lunch trays. Because I remember when you guys did that, like, being super jealous. And I remember, like, that. I was like, I had this lunch bag. I was like, too poor. I couldn't afford a sled. <laughs> you know? But you guys were so, so excited. And Mr. Graham was so pissed. And, well, the thing is, like, the next day, like, I, I could have sworn, like, 20 different kids brought, like, some kids just straight up brought a sled from home. Yeah. And they're just like, because they, they could see out the window from, like, the class. They were like, mm-hmm. hey, there's just two kids sledding there. <laughs> so, like, the next day, everybody, some kids are just, like, got their winter coat and they're just, like, sledding on their, on top of their coat. And there's, like, I think Mr. Graham, the second day, he came outside and he was like, all of you have to go back to class. No, that, that's, <laughs> you can't be out that, here That's forever. what I remember. Is like, yeah. I remember him being super pissed. He was like, you can't be. It's been like, it's been an hour and like, just like a ton <laughs> of kids were out there. Like, everyone needs to go back inside. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, it was like, I, I, I felt, I don't know how brave, how much Ray remembered that story, but I felt so good. It's just like, not only that we like accomplished our goal of like sledding, but that the next day everybody also <laughs> wanted to do it. We're like, oh yeah. It was trendsetters. Yeah. It made me, I keep bringing up ground crap, but it also made me think, I don't even remember who did this with us, but all this Eastmont talk reminded me that at lunchtime, we would throw stuff at the ceiling Just to get like pencils. pickles, what, oh, pencils, tomatoes, tomatoes, pickles. <laughs> Every time I was like, "Guys, watch this!" And I did potato tot, a fry top, and I throw it up, and it like doesn't stick, but it's made this huge, massive mess <laughs> on the ceiling. Um, Giant grease stains on there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's a random story that had nothing to do with. <laughs> 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 it was great to see him and I'm glad he's a pharmacist and I'm glad he was able to, you know, get into a field that he wanted to be in, even though it wasn't quite the oncology thing, but he seems happy and I'm happy for him. Hopefully we get to keep in touch with him. I'm going to ask him for some hookup on 
medication drugs or yeah. <laughs> good luck so you got anything that thickens people's hair makes <laughs> <laughs> me look less tired and old <laughs> like to be on the podcast i'm looking at you graham and all the other people that uh, probably tischler all the people that uh, brady called out <laughs> send us an email jordan high 2004 podcast at gmail.com uh we'd love to hear from you and this has been another episode bye I threw a wish in a well Don't ask me, I'll never tell I wasn't looking for this But now you're in my way Sand shoulder to steel A psycho was real I wasn't looking for this But now you're in my way Our stare was holding Ripped in skin was showing Hot nice wind and blowing Where you think you're going, baby? I, I just met you And this is crazy